This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Chicago White Sox made a curious move yesterday. Maybe not so curious, it's just... Um, Looks like they're going to start over again. They fired their general manager and their vice president um, effective immediately. Usually, when you fire somebody, usually when you fire somebody, it's effective immediately. This is not like, hey, I'm going to fire you today, and you can you know work another month or so or finish out the season. Unless it's a on-field manager, sometimes you sometimes you see that we're not going to renew your contract. But usually, when you fire somebody, it's effective immediately. Yeah, usually. Yeah. So um, Jerry Reinsdorf, the owner of the White Sox, said, ultimately the well-worn cliche that professional sports is results-oriented is correct. (laughs) On-field success equals ticket sales, jersey sales, merchandise sales, you know, popularity of the team uh, is based on, on winning. Um, the more you win, the more you have a rabid fan base, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what they're they're looking for. Uh, he he called one of the guys like a son, um, so he had to he had to let go of somebody that he really really was was close to. Both these guys were part of their world championship season, um, so it's uh, it'd be one of those deals where probably the uh, the manager of the Chicago White Sox probably not feeling too, um, oh, comfortable. Well, he just got hired. I so know he's probably fine. No, they bring in a new baseball guy. They're going to bring in one guy. They're going to take two jobs and make it one. He's been on the job for a year. Okay, I don't think they're going to fire him today. Okay, well, not today, but at the end of the I year. I don't think they're going to fire him at the end of the year. Okay, were you? Happy I, they with- could. I mean, I, I wouldn't like build an outrage factory over it, but okay. I don't anticipate a new manager next year. Okay, uh, the White Sox are bad, terrible, bad, garbage, bad. dumpster fire. Yeah, all of those would be insults to those things if you compare to them to the White Sox. Mm-hmm. So, were you happy with this move? Our I wasn't unhappy with White it. Sox fan. I I wasn't calling for these guys' jobs, but it's clearly not worked the last few years. Yeah. So, uh, real quick, completely change the subject for uh, color off of the. Uh, the hotline wanted to know if you could still get tickets to the uh, kickoff luncheon today. As, I mean, my guess is they said sold out. So my my thought would be, depending on what your level of donorship is, call the Red Raider Club and they can tell you. And I mean, if if you're a person that has donated a significant amount of money and you just, for whatever reason, forgot or didn't get it done or whatever it was, then I would I would give the Red Raider Club a call. Um, I don't... I don't know if they can set up an extra table in the foyer. I don't know. And, and throw you a pulled pork sandwich and some chips, uh, iced tea, and uh, kind of go from there. But my guess is I uh, called the Red Raider Club this morning when they open. Uh, so there you go. Uh, did uh, Eric Dickerson win the Heisman? No. He's admitted to accepting a free Trans Am from the Aggies before he signed with SMU, with SMU ending up getting the death penalty. There's no telling what they paid him. Well, sure. That was, that was what that was what led to all that was what led to all this. And you know who one of the key investigators was on the whole uh, SMU deal? 
Art Star? Invest- investigators. Dan Beebe. Oh, that's right. The former Big 12 commissioner. I wonder what I wonder what he's up to these days. We've gone from uh, gumshoe commissioner, uh, academian commissioner, Bob Bowlesby, to basically businessman Brett Yormark, who's in town today or will be in town today and will speak at the uh, Red Raider Club luncheon. And he'll he'll speak to the uh, fourth estate. He's, uh, I guess, going to address the media afterwards. So I'll be curious to see what kinds of questions or things are asked of him. If there was one thing that you could ask Brett Yormark or or one thing that you'd like to hear from him, um, what, what would it be? From Brett Yormark? Yeah. Um... I'm curious if he'll address the college football playoff situation at all. I mean, only if he's asked. And he'd he'd probably be interested to see if he's in agreement with Greg Sankey and that you've got to do something different before the start of next year. Who wouldn't agree with that? Are you going to give the Pac-12 an automatic bid? No, I'm I'm not. Um I'm just I'm just curious if because it's Greg Sankey who's waving the flag, if the Big Ten and the ACC will not kind of join in. Now I don't know if either one of those commissioners have been asked that question. You know, the commissioner of the Big Ten or the commissioner of the ACC, um, or if they or if Greg Sankey, so to speak, speaks for speaks for the Power Four now. I just don't I don't know who wouldn't agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. It no, just, I don't that, either. That but feels I mean, like a gimme. I okay. mean, I, I surely am not giving okay, do the you Pac- have a, I don't feel like the Pac-12 is going to be a Power 5 conference next year, so why would they have a guaranteed automatic bid? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, the, the winner of the Mountain West slash Pac-12? Mm-hmm. Mm, nah. Okay, so what would your solution be? Just do the just do, just do the, 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 the four? Say, yeah. Do the four, and then if Notre Dame qualifies, because that's how it kind of works. No, no. Well, that's what I, I no. That's not what I would do. Yeah. If you're asking me, I mean, I would the four, the four conference champions. I would give the automatic bid to mm-hmm. as far as uh, the buy, first round buy, mm-hmm. four conference champions, and then um, the next best eight teams are in. Next best eight. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, they, we're, they're going to have a committee. They're going to get together a whole bunch. They're going to figure out who's best. Mm-hmm. I don't know what Notre Dame's qualifications have to be, but they just have to be one of the top twelve, one of the next best eight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or anybody else. They can be non-power five. They can be group of five. They can be whatever. Just give me the next best eight. Yeah. That, that seems, seems very simple. It does seem very yeah. simple, but don't do you don't you feel like that that will get. Um, well, it seems like we've always like well the best group <clears throat> of five team, mm-hmm. you know. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> if they're the next best eight, put them in there. Right. If they're right. not, get rid of them. Yeah. Uh, this from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. I don't know this to be true. This is this person's opinion. One thing that does concern me is it's apparent your mark and Sankey don't like each other. Sankey seems to be vindictive, so it's concerning. <laughs> Yeah, I'm saying he probably is towards the Big Twelve and towards yeah. your mark. I mean, again, there was this grand master plan that ESPN came up with with the the Horns and the Sooners in the SEC, and 
And Yormark ruined it. Yeah. Because he kept the Big 12 alive. Right, with a TV deal. And mm-hmm. so the SEC didn't get what they wanted, that like Texas and Oklahoma were just going to be able to walk Yeah. because the Big 12 was going to fall apart, and there was no paying any fees, and there was no waiting around three years before they got them. It was just a given. And Yormark said, not so fast, my friends. Right. Let, yeah. me, let me show you what let not me show so you what fast, we're my do. enemies. Now hold hold my beer, George Kleokoff, while I, while I go talk to the TV guys. So I can get our deal done, and then and then you can get yours done. Oh wait, there's mm-hmm. not any money left for you. Sorry for you. Mm-hmm. Sorry about you. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm sure he doesn't like him. Yeah. Uh, somebody Good. wants to know. Somebody wants to know if uh, Yormark will get a chance to tour our facilities and campus today. I believe he's already done that. Uh, Joey McGuire's quote is saying the other day is that he's Brett Yormark's going to spend some time with the football team, go over to practice, and talk to the talk to the staff. I don't know if it's the whole athletic staff or or um, just the football staff, but he's going to go to practice, and McGuire was talking about how he likes to hang around him, and he's innovative and challenges you and, and, all, and all those things. So um, I think Joey McGuire is excited to meet the custodian every morning. I mean, that's just, you know, it's just, he's, he's just that kind of guy. If you go through the drive-thru, you know, at your favorite local, you know, fast food place, he, he's probably just pumped and excited and ready to, you know, grab that Coke from your hand. <laughs> now, if Brett Yormark says something to the effect of, Greg Sankey, SEC commissioner, we're going to talk and we're going to have a conversation about that. He's fantastic. <laughs> then we'll know. <clears throat> then we'll know. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Today is August the 23rd, so 8-23-23. Hmm. How about that? And with this day in sports history, here is Jeff McGuire. 1923, our guy Pavo <laughs> Nermi of Finland runs a world record for the one mile of 4 minutes, 10 seconds, point four in Stockholm. This record would stand until 1931. Pavo Nermi, official morning drive, long distance runner. There you go. Yeah. 1942, Walter Johnson pitches <clears throat> to Babe Ruth in a pregame attraction that draws 69,000 fans wow. for a New York Yankee-Washington uh, game uh, doubleheader at Yankee Stadium. They raised $80,000 for Army-Navy relief. Was was he still playing? Both those guys still playing? What year was this? Uh, 42. Okay, I think Babe Ruth was done by then. Wow. That's amazing. While you look that up, okay. 1970, Roberto, uh, Roberto, uh, take two. Uh, a five-game hit, a five-hit day <laughs> is impressive, right? Yes. Okay. Well, today, Roberto Clemente compiles his record second straight five-hit game. That's impressive. Mm-hmm. 1980. Charles O'Finley sells the Oakland A's for $12.7 million to Walter Haas Jr., owner and CEO of Levi Strauss. Yeah. 1982, Seattle Mariner pitcher Gaylord Perry is ejected for throwing a spitter. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Ten years later, in 92, Dennis Eckersley, who previously set the record for most consecutive saves at 40, 
is the first pitcher to record 40 saves in four different seasons. So Walter Johnson's last appearance was in 1927, and Babe Ruth's last appearance was in uh, 1935. And before I could look that up, this will come as no surprise to you, uh, Mike Gustafson says both were done playing. <laughs> so human, human Encyclopedia, Dr. Mike Gustafson. That's why he's the doctor. Yeah. And on this day in 1993, Fred McGriff and David Justice are the sixth players to hit back-to-back -back homers twice in the same game. It is National Cuban Sandwich Day and National Sponge Cake Day. I'm curious about the Cuban sandwich. You never had a Cuban before? I don't believe so. What's what is it? Uh, it's a hot sandwich. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's 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 a, a roast beef type thing. Okay, like uh, but it's not like you'd get at the fast food place down the sure. Street. Um, they're really good. Okay. They're not my go-to sandwich, but they're solid. Mm -hmm. uh, happy birthday. Former Red Raider basketball player Keenan Evans mm. is 27 today. That's a good one. Uh, Seth Curry, 33. Jeremy Lynn, 35. Scott Kahn, son of James Kahn, also an actor, is 47. Barbara Eden, 92. She's still alive. Still I alive and kicking. I dream of Jeannie. Yeah. She'll come out of the bottle today. <laughs> Rick Springfield, 74. Rudy Rudiger, 75, Rex Grossman, 43, and Julio Franco is 65. And there's a really interesting story today from 1784 about the state of Franklin that I'm going to encourage you to look up. Uh, but I can't get to it here because this is a far better story. In 1814, First Lady Dolly Madison saves a portrait of George Washington from being looted by British troops during the War of 1812. According to the White House Historical Society, Dolly's personal and Dolly's personal letters, President James Madison had left the White House on the 22nd to meet with his generals on the battlefield as British troops threatened to enter the capital. Before leaving, he asked his wife Dolly if she had the courage or firmness to wait for his intended return the next day. He asked her to gather important state papers and to be prepared to abandon the White House at any moment. The next day, Dolly and a few servants scanned the horizon with spyglasses, waiting for either Madison or the British Army to show up. As British troops gathered in the distance, Dolly decided to abandon her couple's personal belongings and save the full-length portrait of former president and national icon George Washington from destruction by the vengeful British soldiers. Now, Dolly wrote in, to her sister that night uh, that a friend who had come to help her escape was exacerbated that her insistence on saving the portrait. Since the painting was screwed to the wall, she had ordered the frame to be broken and the canvas pulled out and rolled up. Two unidentified gentlemen from New York hustled it away for safekeeping. Unbeknownst to Dolly and everyone else involved, this was just a copy of the original. This wasn't the original. Uh, the task complete, however, Dolly wrote, and now, dear sister, I must leave this house or the retreating army will make me a prisoner in it by filling up the road I am directed to take. Dolly left the White House and found her husband at the uh, predetermined meeting place in the middle of a thunderstorm. The next night, on the 24th, British troops enjoyed feasting the White House food while enjoying the president's silverware in China before burning the building down. Although they were able to return to Washington only three days later, the British troops had, because the British troops had moved on, the Madisons were not able to take up residence in the White House 
and lived out the rest of his term in the city's octagon house uh, and uh, was not able to be used for the White House until 1817 when newly elected President James Moore moved back into the reconstructed building. And that is this day in sports history. All right, this day in sports history. 651 this morning here on the morning drive. A couple of people have weighed in on the Cuban. Uh, pulled pork and sliced ham and cheese with mustard and pickles made in a sandwich press. Mm. Uh, skip the cheese for me and I'm, I'm good. I skip the pickles for Jamie and maybe the mustard too. Oh, definitely. And maybe the, maybe the, maybe the, the pulled pork. No, I'm no, good with that. You good with that? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, uh, this, uh, as well, Scott Kahn played Danny in the remake of the Hawaii Five O series. Okay. Okay. There you go. Uh, 6.52 this morning here on the Morning Drive. Take your thoughts, comments, Yates Morning Center chat line. Go to com for that. Um, somebody says this with regard to Greg Sankey. Also said some commissioners were, quote, being loud about their plans on conference realignment. It was a shot at your mark. Sankey wants the Big 12 to roll over, but that won't happen under your mark's watch. No, I don't think so. I think they're, mm-hmm. I think they're more than rolling. <clears throat> that way they are more more than rolling at this uh, at this point in time which is good which is it's good for texas tech it's good for good for everyone here uh because the last thing that you want to be is in a you know nondescript mediocre conference uh because the obviously the money's not as good and um we would uh, not want to be in the shoes of oregon state or washington state or stanford or california today no we would not you know those are those are not comfortable shoes um, by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, going back to uh, Dolly Madison for a second. Do you remember? The, did you have the Dolly Madison pies uh, growing up? You know, the, like the little, you know, like the Hostess pie. There was the Dolly Madison creation as well. Yeah, I didn't like those. I didn't either. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't either. It was kind of like no. Uh, Dolly, the Dolly Madisons were always cheaper. Seemed like, but they also didn't taste quite as good as the as the Hostess. And again, with the hostess ones, I always had a, I had, I had a dilemma of, of apple or cherry, apple or cherry, apple or cherry, apple or cherry. So often I bought both and ate both. And then it come, came down to which one do you eat first or do you do it simultaneously? Like take a bite, take a bite, take a bite, take a bite. Right? It was just sometimes those are the things that go through my, my mind, Jamie. Mm-hmm. Well, while you think about which one you would rather mm-hmm. have, Evans spaces away, throws it up, bang! Horns down, horns down, horns down, 73-71 Red Raiders. Keenan Evans with the cherry on his legacy. There we go. I didn't know if I'd had time to get through all the Dolly Madison stuff, which is why I didn't play that earlier. There we go. That's uh. Get uh, kind of get your basketball, get your juices flowing there a little bit, right? Lots of juices. Lots, of, <laughs> lots of juices. And apples, the answer by mm-hmm. the way. Uh, here's a I don't know. This is a quick question. It's a probably a long thought, a two part question. Will college football be more or less popular thirty years from now? Will college basketball be more or less popular thirty years from now? 
Man, I'm curious what it would look like 30 years from now. I'm curious. I have a hard time believing that college football will ever get less popular. Yes, it just feels yes, like it's, yes. You know, right now, I mean, especially in the South, it's just loved so much. Mm-hmm. College basketball, I don't know. Yeah. And here's the here's the question. I wonder Every, what. I think everybody's going to always love the NCAA tournament. Yeah. I wonder what folks would have thought 30 years ago about college football if we would have thought that it would be where it is today. I think so. I think so. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Thank you for being with us here this morning on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. Uh, somebody says this with regard to the $6 million man. Go watch him on YouTube. Uh, the effects are comical. Yeah, that's like any movie from the <laughs> 70s, you know, the... The, the technology, they, they had to do the stuff and have the props. They had to actually physically build them as opposed to create them, you know, from a video standpoint and all that kind of stuff. I don't know what you're talking about. The Greatest American Hero had great special effects. Okay. Uh, no, it didn't. They were ridiculous, just like the $6 million man right. might have been the same effect. Right, right, if you went back and looked at it today. But when you saw it then, it was like, it's pretty cool. Great, um, greatest American Hero? Uh, that was Is that the guy who could fly. Yes, but didn't know how to work his suit. Had a uh, a red suit with a black cape, but got it from aliens. But lost the instructions was the kind of general idea. Mm. He could kind of fly. I didn't watch that show. He could turn invisible, kind of. Was that the believe it or not? Yes, I'm walking on is, air. Song? That is exactly <laughs> the greatest American hero. Yet. Okay, yeah, watch that one. Watch that one. And oh. I did watch the Fall Guy. Yeah. And Jeff played there heading into the commercial break. Yeah, and Lee Majors was in that. Uh, good morning, gentlemen. Sonia here. I remember that show on The Incredible Hulk. Still hot as heck here. Well, still hot as heck here, too. I had the bionic. I thought it was nice yesterday after. Yeah, it was, it was. The little cloud cover was nice, yeah. It was deceivingly nice, though. Yeah. Like, the temperature was still, like, mm -hmm. 95 or 94. Right. But you'd walked outside, and you're like, oh, the cloud cover makes this kind of bearable sure. right now. Sure, uh, absolutely. I had the Bionic Man action figure along with Evil Knievel. Right. Uh, this, uh, with regard to the football team, time to put up or shut up. Okay. Wow. Uh, this, uh, think about all the important hands that will need shaking today. Yeah. Uh, did you get some new business cards printed just for today? No. <laughs> did you put Ben Gay on your shaking arm and shoulder? No, but my right arm feels as good as it has in quite some time. Let's cool. just yeah. I mean, oh. I can, I can, I can raise it and everything. So, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling, feeling really good. Is is that exactly one year old today, Jeff? No, that was the business expo okay. a couple years ago. Yeah, it was business uh, expo. But yeah. today is also a let's get ready to handshake day for sure. Sure, there's no question about it. It'll be, it'll be a big, big opportunity for like, that. Like I, I wonder what has more. Seconds of advertising on this station in a day, mm -hmm. or Chuck handshakes today. <laughs> Does anybody ever do the the fake handshake to you, where they reach out and then they like go fingers through the hair? Oh no, uh -uh. that's never happened. No, I mean, no, maybe as a joke, but I mean not. Yeah, like as a joke. Like, no, I have fun I, with you. I don't think that's really like no. psych. You're not counting me. You're no. not counting me, Heinz. There's, I'm not one of your numbers. You know, there's... I'm not a notch on your bedpost. <laughs> You don't ever get that from anybody? Uh, usually it's like, what number am I? That's yeah. usually what it is. Yeah. That's do you have the counter today? I do not. No, no, okay. no counter today. I, I mean, that is a business expo. That's yeah, really good. For what trait. that's used for. Yeah. But today would be another day you yeah. could. Right. 
Uh, somebody says, we talked about this, Majors was married to Farrah Fawcett in her prime. Yeah, that's true, in her prime. He is prime too, legend, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I saw this. Uh, this is from Heartland College Sports, okay? And this particular writer gives you the best case record for every team in the Big 12, okay? So you would you would say, well, isn't that 12-0? and because that'd be the best case, like regular season record. Right? Everybody should be 12 and 0. Best regular case. season, yeah. Best case. But mm-hmm. that's that's not how he sees this. Well, he's trying to be realistic. Yeah. So he has uh, Texas at 12 and 0. They're the only undefeated team that he gives that to. Oklahoma 11 and 1, K-State 11 and 1, TCU 10 and 2, Oklahoma State 10 and 2, and the Texas Tech Red Raiders 10 and 2. Plus Baylor as well, and then uh, the Golden the Knights of UCF at nine and three. All right, so here's what he says about Texas Tech. Perhaps the biggest reason for Tech's best case scenario is Tyler Shuck's health. Finally, staying healthy for a full season, Shuck runs a high-powered Zach Kitley offense to perfection, becoming one of the top passers in the country. On the other side of the ball, the Red Raiders D line leads a better than expected unit that gives opponents issues all season. At 10-2, and two, Tech finds itself in the Big 12 championship for the first time and walks out of Arlington with its first conference crown and a New Year's Six Bowl bid as a top eight team in the country. How about that? Let's, let's, let's go right now. Yeah. Let's take that right now. You can sign me up, mm-hmm. and uh, I'll be happy. Happy as a Heinz on <laughs> kickoff lunch and day. <laughs> um, you know, and I think his his points are valid, and yeah, that if that's going to happen, Tyler Shuck's going to be one of the leading passers in the country, or Baron Morton, one or the other. Yeah, because um, I mean, you said, and you've said all along. I mean, should Shuck go down? I mean, you, I mean, you've got a guy that's very capable, all things considering. Of being able to do what he's doing, yeah, sure. I mean, I I think I think you can win games and be very good with either one of these quarterbacks. I, obviously, Tyler has a little bit more experience uh, than than Barron does, not like an extreme amount more. Mm-hmm. I mean, because he lost his job in Oregon and then he's been hurt, you know, here at Texas Tech, right? But um, he's he has more experience. He's a little bit older. Uh, so, so that, that's, that's valuable. Um, but I think both of them are really good. And I, I think, you know, as, as I've said before, I think if Tyler Shuck goes down, I think Baron Morin steps right into the role and you're still really, really good. Yeah. I mean, and, yeah. Look, and look at the, the experience that he got last year. I'm speaking about Baron Morton. Well, well, I would think pay huge dividends this year. Should he be pressed yeah. into this to the same duty? Yeah. So. Uh, that that's that's exciting, but then I mean, if you're in that situation, then all of a sudden you're not as comfortable because you're like, uh, we're one play away from a true freshman at quarterback. Yeah, uh, we get this. And if you wonder why you need to have three quarterbacks, <laughs> look at last year. Yeah. Uh, somebody says this man talk about the heart, horse before the cart. Right. Well, we, we this is where we are. We're in. This is horse before the cart season. 
you know, we're 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 almost we get into game week next week, and then we're we're done with maybe horse before the cart if, season. If I'm guessing that if Heartland put out a magazine mm-hmm. um, or an online edition that said, "Hey, Tech needs to work on tackling and practice tomorrow." That wouldn't sell many copies. Right. <laughs> or if they put out a magazine that said, Tech opens up the season with Wyoming. To beat Wyoming, they're going to need to blah, 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 period. Mm-hmm. I don't think many people are going to subscribe. Right. <laughs> I, I really, think these preseason. Shoot the, shoot the gap kind I of think stuff. the yeah. purpose of the preseason magazine is to make prediction. Mm-hmm. I think people enjoy reading the predictions. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't think it. I don't think it affects the football teams at all. Yeah. <laughs> you that think... was full on jerk, Jamie. There, I get it. <laughs> but if Heartland puts out a magazine or writes an article and mm-hmm. says we think the Red Raiders should work on pass blocking this week, nobody's buying it. Yeah. You think Coach McGuire's looking at this, going, "Hey, here's." Recipe for success right here, fellas. Show the team. Hey, guys, we're going to a New Year's Six Bowl. <laughs> Here's all we got to do. Yeah. They've mapped it out for us. Yeah. They've game-planned it for us. Okay. Us being excited and mm-hmm. predicting and wanting to go to New York Six Bowls does not make the team lose. Okay? Yeah. We no. are not the team. No. Uh, somebody says this. Uh, Tyler has a little more awareness and ball responsibility. That's fair. Okay. Yeah, I think that's fair. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, this. Yeah, I think he, Tyler's done a good job of taking care of the football. That's one of the reasons why he was, you know, the best of the three at the beginning of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think where Barron does a little bit better is I think Barron ad libs a little bit better. I think Barron uses the middle of the field a little bit better than Tyler does as well. If you had to guess right now, and you, so now we're really now I'm really putting the horse before the cart maybe even the cart's not even out of this barn yet but if you had to think about their nfl careers do you think the upside is more with morton than it is with shuck um that's the sense that i have the durability of morton might be better than the durability of shuck i I don't i mean baron morton got hurt last year too i know yeah yeah i don't i don't know i think both of them have nfl potential okay Uh, this, you guys make me smile, but I literally laughed out loud at Jamie's Heartland joke there. <laughs> That's what he does, man. He is Mr. Warmth <laughs> right there. Jamie went. Just don't think that's going to sell many copies if we don't put some <clears throat> carts in front of, cor- uh, front of horses. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> okay. Jamie's question of the day is next this morning. We'll continue to take yours as well. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Time now for Jamie's question of the day on Lubbock Sports Station. Double T 97.3. Typical Morning Drive fashion. We got the phrase wrong. I thought that sounded odd. Y'all, the phrase is cart before the horse, not horse before the cart. Correct. I thought you said it right. No, I think I said... I think mm. I said horse before the cart because that's what the that's what was. I str- that's what, I struggled with it there at the end, but I I I stumbled with the second part. I said I, something about putting carts before, yeah. and then figured out horses. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. I kind of remember what we were putting the cart we, in front of. We all understand the point, right? 
Yeah. Getting ahead of ourselves. Okay. How about that? Just forget. Yeah. Just like you understand the point when people say it's sunny skies, but you still get upset about <laughs> I it. I do get it. That's a complete outrage for me. Yeah. It's sunny skies. No, it's a, yeah. it's a sunny sky. Yeah. <laughs> or you understand when people say I could care less. Yeah. You know, but right. you still get outraged over it. Not, not as or much he as, does. He yeah, does he over does, that yeah. one. That's one for him. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. He does. He does. He couldn't, couldn't care less. How much could you care less? I would like a number. I, I, the number of people I've heard Jeff say that to, I bet it's, seriously, I mean, I bet it's close to double figures. I, I think that should be part of his intern training, you know? Mm-hmm. And one of the things one of the things about being in the new building versus the old building is uh, usually Jamie and I were exposed to the intern training with every, every oh, I still am, don't worry. <laughs> yeah. okay. He does a great job. He does an awesome job. He does a great job. <laughs> All right. Now, also it's, part of our intern definitely thorough. <laughs> yes. yes. What's that, Jeff? Also part of our intern training is the three of egos. So, you know, it's a give and take. Yeah. <laughs> if you could now get some of our part-time employees to actually stay, that would also be great. Instead okay? of running them off. <laughs> Working on it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they they want to be a part of this business, and they realize then they realize what this <laughs> business entails. They come hang out with us for a couple yeah, days, and they're out. What this enta- business yes. entails, right? Yes. Uh, okay. Um, let's see. Question of the day, sir. All right, so I think this um, this this is one that for me is is kind of fun, but uh, I think there's a lot of answers. So I'm going to let you guys give two answers. Okay. Two, Jeff. <laughs> Just two. Probably give you three then. And <laughs> <laughs> and this can be this is pretty open because it could be a lot of different reasons for it. Okay. Okay. But what teams in the current Big Twelve Conference football? Which ones are you like intrigued by what their season is going to be like? Intrigued. Intrigued. Which ones are you anxious to see? Which ones are you anxious to put the cart in front of the horse on <laughs> and find out what they're going to do in 2023? Uh, okay. Uh, the, the first one that just jumps off the, off the map to me is Cincinnati. Just because... Uh, I really kind of got outraged at them being able to get into the college football playoff. Uh, I feel like that they've played virtually nobody uh, over the years uh, and have really kind of propped up their program by playing a bunch of, you know, middle of the rotors and uh, being in a weak conference. So now that they have to be with the big boys, I'm really curious to see how they're going to, to handle that. Okay. That's one. Um, I wouldn't say the same thing about UCF, but to a certain degree, because I think that Cincinnati's kind of beat their chest a little bit more than UCF. But I'm also curious about UCF in the same fashion, and I think that they'll finish ahead of of Cincinnati because I think that they are they they have built their program up um, maybe on a little bit stronger foundation, and you know the fact that uh, Gus Malzahn uh, is the football coach, and I feel like that he really knows what he's doing there. So that's that's two. And then I think the third one for me, I'm intrigued with, can Neil Brown save his job? Mm. I know we're supposed to just do two, but I'm going <laughs> to give you three. <laughs> can Neil Brown save his job? Okay. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all I got for you. Okay. That's it? Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay, just checking. Um, UCF is the one I'm interested in as well. Uh, I, I really do feel like of the new group coming in that they have the most to gain from joining a power five conference. Mm. 
with the recruiting area that they've got, with the influx of money that they're going to be getting now. Um, they've already kind of got some of the, the national attention from a few years ago that this may help spark some of that back up. Hey, remember when they went undefeated and claimed a national championship? Like that, that kind of conversation can help build that program with what they're about to be getting. The other team I'm really interested in, and I'm going to take tech off of the board on this one. Cause I feel like that would be cheating would be BYU. Uh, I do think that they're going to be the best of the new incomers, the best of the newcomers, excuse me. Uh, because of what they've dealt with in the past. I know that some of their roster isn't what it's been, but they know what a power five schedule looks like. The other three don't for the newcomers. Okay. I think you guys give good answers, and I think there's plenty of reasons for that. If you had a third, Jeff, who would you throw in there? If I had said three. How Oklahoma does this mm-hmm. year? Okay, yeah. It, like if you could just give me their record, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't need to know who they beat or where they beat them or what the scores were or anything. But if I could get their record, I think that would tell me a lot about the Big Twelve than it would necessarily just about Oklahoma. Like I could kind of gauge how the rest of the league is with what they've got going. Okay. Uh it's it's interesting. So Jeff went with a a team that is returning and I think the two with me like I won't pick Texas I'm intrigued I would love to know that they're going to have a bad season but I think it's going to be good so I'm not intrigued by them it's kind of like I don't want to hear about it kind of a deal all right like TCU is number one on my list I mean they played for the national championship last year and it felt like none of us ever, and it's partly because we're Red Raiders, but none of us ever felt like they were that good of a football team. And they played for the national championship. And then they've lost so many pieces from last year, including their offensive coordinator, which was a pretty key guy. And now I think so many of us are there, like, okay, well, that was their one year. Now they're, it's going to be garbage again. Or wondering. And, and so I'm just left to wonder, what in the world is TCU going to be? What happened last year? How in the world did that team that just felt like it could have lost three or four games in the Big 12 Conference ended up in the National Championship game? So TCU's number one on my list, okay? Number two on my list is Baylor. I just have no idea where that team's going to finish. Some days I... I I read articles or I look at their depth chart and I think, man, Baylor's got a lot coming back. Other days I'm not sold on their quarterback. And I think about, you know, the people that they've lost and the way they finished last year. And then I think about the way they just manhandled the Red Raiders. But Baylor's a team to me that I feel like I just don't have a good feel for what they're going to be like this Mm -hmm. year. I have no idea. I, I think Dave Aranda's a good coach. So I expect them to bounce back, but I don't know. So those are the top two for me. Probably the third one for me, if we, if we were going with three, um, <laughs> would be Houston. Yeah. Just because I feel like they're so mouthy. And so I want it to go so poorly for them that um, I'm intrigued. To, to, and I think it will go poorly for them. So I'm really intrigued by that one. Mouthy. I think mouthy. Okay. If you've ever been around University of Houston people, they yeah. 
They're an interesting group. Yeah. All right. If you have a thought, comment on that. Yates Flooring Center chat line is open. Go to the Double T ninety seven three mobile presented by Happy State Bank. Uh, this I like that Chuck said since he beat their chest more than UCF when UCF claims the whole national championship. Well, I just feel like that that Cincinnati's been a little more vocal. But whatever. Maybe so. Uh, let's see here. Not to rain UCF on... also hasn't been beating their chest since then. Like they they had one really good year. Mm-hmm. That's what we've heard though. Yeah. Uh, cart before the horse is the annual Texas is back. <laughs> Joe Testator. Joe Testator. Uh, this why hasn't a bigger deal been made about Shuck playing against his old team Oregon, who benched him? I feel like that chip on the shoulder could really bode well. Could be. Could be. Could be right about that. Um, but it, maybe that's what the storyline will be that week beforehand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, we're focused on Wyoming right now, ladies and gentlemen, because that's the next game. <laughs> Remember when he transferred our here court, and we all thought he'd be gone by now? Our miles behind our horses. <laughs> this is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm thinking, um, you know, of the might be right, might be crazy, might be wrong, that probably 100% of the audience would say that you're either crazy or wrong. So Jeff's got to tell me I'm wrong, so we'll see if he's right. Okay. So, yeah, I have a feeling that I'm the only one on this island <laughs> that I'm bringing you today. Is it Revis Island? It is not Revis Island. It's not Gilligan's Island either, so that's okay. okay. Uh, Gilligan's Island, probably way more fun. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, you've got Marianne there. But you can never get off Gilligan's Island Mm-mm. unless you're the Globetrotters, apparently. <laughs> right. Or anybody else that ever me. visited the right. island. Yeah. The Globetrotters, right? The Globetrotters got off. And then, yeah. then there was another storm. Then they got stranded again. Same really? island. Same island. Same yeah. island. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, same island. Man, learn from your mistakes there, Globetrotters. <laughs> and uh, Gilligan. Okay, so uh, for before I start this argument, the math was done for this yesterday before last night's loss. Uh, it was like, the Rangers were on pace to win like 93.3 games or something. I will concede that it's like 92.7, but can we round that up to 93 for the sake of the argument? There is no reason to hit the panic button for the 2023 Rangers right now. The key phrase there might be right now. Since 2003, only one team that has won 93 games missed the playoffs and that was the 2019 Cleveland Indians since 2003 four times no team uh four times four times the uh 93 win team didn't win their division still made the playoffs since 2003 eight times in the World Series, the team with the less wins won the World Series, including a team that had won 88 games, one that won 89, and one last year that won 87. Now, in the 12 other times since then, the more wins had won. So, you know, winning is important. I'm not saying that it is not. But last year, you had 106 versus 87. 
2021, 88 wins versus 95. This is World Series champions, by the way. 93-107. 108 was the winner versus 92. 101-104. Now, that was a unique year that both teams had won 100 games to get to the World Series. There have been one, two. uh, The 2010 Giants had a two-game lead at the end of the season. They ended up winning the World Series. 2008 Phillies had a three-game lead. They won the World Series. 2007 Red Sox had a two-game lead. They won the World Series. 2006 Cardinals had a a game-and-a-half lead. I'm sorry, they were a a game-and-a-half back. They won the World Series. 2004 Red Sox were three games back. They won the World Series. All the things that the Rangers want to do, they still have the capability to do mm-hmm. with them continuing what they have done all season long. Six-game losing streak, this is not what they have done all season long. 93 games, good enough to get you in the playoffs. This a year after, you were disastrous. Not time to hit the panic button yet. Tell me I'm wrong. Okay, so they have uh they're seventy two and fifty four. They've played hundred and twenty six games, so they've got thirty six games remaining. Right? Thirty six times point five seven. I I you know twenty one games. And it comes out to your I, I I think I'll buy what he's selling. I mean, the fact that everything is still there in front of you. Um, you know, it, the question now is, is 93 wins going to be enough to win the division? Is 93 wins enough to win um, to win the wild card um, outright? Because Tampa Bay's got 76 wins. Houston's got 72. And... Seattle's got 71. Only one time has it not been in the last 10 years. Okay, so this is a... I think it's a very... Obviously, all these comments are uh, uh, subjective. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to tell you, if it was my favorite team, I would be panicking. I wouldn't admit that to you guys, but I would be panicking. Okay. You can give me all the data you want about 93 wins and what it has meant in the past, but that doesn't take into account what the records are right now. Let's just give the Orioles division in the East, the twins, they'll, they'll win the central and let's give the West to the Astros. Let's just say that's the case. You have the Rangers, the Mariners, which are currently separated by one game. You have the Rays, which are four wins ahead of the Rangers. And then you have the Blue Jays, who are two games behind the Rangers. Okay? So let's assume the Rays claim the number one wildcard spot. So you have the Blue Jays, the Rangers, and the Mariners fighting for two spots. 
I'm not saying I don't I would predict the Rangers not win that. But I'm telling you, I would be panicky. Okay? So what you have is 93 may be a number that worked great in the past, but you have some some good teams here. What the Mariners are doing right now, what um what the Rays have been and and the Blue Jays too, as consistent as they have been all season long. So you could be talking about, man, the Rangers won 93 games and they didn't make the playoffs. It could be one of those outliers. And so that's why, I mean, you can tell me all the history of what 93 wins has done, but I look at the standings right now. All I know is, again, two games separate Rangers, Mariners, Blue Jays. Good news is you're the top. But, Man, you slip even a little bit more, and you're outside looking in. So if I'm a Rangers fan, I'd be nervous. I don't know if you want to use the term panicky or whatever. I'd be nervous. Again, you're on top. So it's not like you're like, oh, we have no chance. No. But I'd be nervous. I feel like you've cruised along nicely. Hey, this is beautiful. We're putting up billboards that say, hey, summer's fun again, all the above. Mm Mm-hmm. It can get not fun in a hurry if you continue to struggle, which I don't think you will. Okay? But I'm just going to be honest. If I was a Ranger fan, I'd be nervous right now. Not predicting that they're not going to make it. Not predicting that they're going to collapse. I'm not doing any of that. But all I know is three days from now, you could be out of the playoffs. That makes me nervous. Three days now from now, you also could have a five-game lead. Yeah, you don't know. I think the uh, I think the, to me to me the, what what'll be interesting is how how do they respond once they give up the lead if they give it up in the division? Yeah, yeah. how how do they respond? Do they do they keep tanking? Uh, when do they get it turned around? I mean, they've they've had some decent pitching on this on this road trip on this two-game road trip. I mean. Had a guy go into the eighth inning the other day. Um, <clears throat> they they put up a bunch of hits last night. They just didn't get any at the right time. So it's not like they're getting dominated. Uh, they've had they had some bad luck this past weekend, where again things just didn't work out for them. Pitchers pitched too many pitches in an inning, or they didn't get key hit when they needed runners in scoring position, all that kind of stuff. I think last night that was the key stat. Just weren't able to drive guys in. Yeah, like you said, got a bunch of guys on base, but. And Monday you lost in a walk off in the eleventh inning. Yeah, and you had you had you had the lead. Um, yeah, and and gave up uh, gave up like you said the, the walk off again. It felt like it's been comfortable the whole time, mm-hmm. and now all of a sudden you're oh my goodness the Astros are just a game behind us. Mm-hmm. And then you look at the standings. I don't care how good it's been. Oh by the way, it's been good for the Rays and the Blue Jays and the Mariners too. Yeah. You could be one of the best teams ever to be left out. I mean, it's a possibility. You're in that mix. Mm-hmm. So, I I mean, I would be nervous. You, I was a diehard Rangers fan. Yeah. These guys that you paid an awful lot of money to, whether and the guys that you brought in just recently from a pitching standpoint, they, they need to perform. They need to perform. Of course, Seager had, had another nice night. I mean, he's been performing, but you can't just Again, rely on him. 
And if, if I was a betting man, I'd still bet that the Rangers make the playoffs. Yep. Doesn't mean I'm not nervous. This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.